Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you could be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the free guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey guys, it is Joy. I'm so excited that we are on our final episode of season two and we're heading into season three. If you've been tuning into the podcast every week, then we need you to leave a review and share the podcast. That's the only way that we're going to grow. And I know it sounds like I'm outside because I am. I'm walking my dog right now. A very realistic check-in because that's the only eventful thing happening right now. But... I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Hey, it's Janelle checking in, and this is the final episode for season two. We're so thankful for all the new listeners this season, and we're very excited to continue the podcast for another season. We've still been social distancing and staying in quarantine during this time of coronavirus, but we're excited for a new season. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. Today we're going to continue our interview around the world series where we interview other young black women who have either lived or studied in a new country. For this series, we have interviews set up with women who have been to almost every continent and this week I'm interviewing Courtney. She's a graduating senior at Hampton University. She studies biology on the pre-med track and she's lived in South Korea for a total of four years Um, Two years when she was very little, between like ages one and three, and then two years during like her high school time, her freshman and sophomore year. So welcome, Courtney. Hi. So I want to start off the interview with like just a quick background on you. I know that you're in a military family, right? Yes. So can you just explain to everyone like where you were born and then like all the major moves you've done in your life? Yeah. So hey, everyone. Um. Basically, being a military family, my mom and my dad are both in the Army, and I have moved to 11 places since I was born. It's kind of a long list. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very long list, but I'll do, like, I was, I'll do where I was born, where I graduated, and where they live now. So, I was born in Fort Hood, Texas, which is in Colleen. I graduated in Fayetteville, North Carolina, shout out to J. Cole. And then uh, my parents currently live in Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, nice. So how did you end up, I guess, in South Korea? Because that's a pretty long portion of your life was there. Yeah. Um, Well, basically, 
when so when I was really young, there's a certain schooling or like basically a certain task that my parents have to complete every time they move. So when they moved to Korea, I think they were pretty early in their career. They were maybe about to be captains. So we stayed there for about two years. And it's crazy because you think when you're younger, you wouldn't remember everything. But I remember like the smells. I remember the food. So since like my whole life, I've loved just eating rice and soy sauce, but I never knew why. And I just kind of started thinking about it. I was like, oh, wait, when I was younger, I think that's what I ate most of the time. (laughs) So that kind of affected me as I got older. And then it was cool because the second time around, when I was in high school, they needed to go there to get promoted to lieutenant colonel. So when we went there, we were there for about two years and I was older. So I got to like relive some experiences and it was just, it was really, really cool. Honestly, love it. I'm so excited to talk about it. (laughs) Nice. And so then when you came back to the States, did you go straight, like directly to North Carolina? Yes, literally went from, yeah, went straight from my sophomore year and we flew directly to North Carolina. I started in the fall. Nice. And then you ended up at Hampton. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So where do you plan to go after graduation? Do you want to continue like traveling and go... Like, I know you're looking at med schools. Are you trying to, like, leave the U.S. or do you kind of want to stay in the U.S.? Yeah, so this has been a very interesting experience for me because this has been the longest I've ever stayed in one place, like me staying at Hampton. So I'm thinking, like, dang, okay, well, where do I want to go? (laughs) I never know where my family's going to be. They're always going to be moving around. So I personally am taking a year to do a graduate program and somewhere either in DC or Philadelphia and then med school honestly my list looks like it's going to be a little bit everywhere maybe some west coast maybe some Texas maybe some north I think that's what a part of me being a military kid and moving around a lot I just I'm not afraid to move around I'm not afraid to get out of state and I really appreciate that honestly yeah, that's a really good thing to have because I feel like so many people are just kind of like scared to leave their little box. So they never, many. Oh my goodness. Like people never really get to experience anything new. So it's like a blessing that you have that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so now I want to kind of convert the interview more into like what it was like being immersed in the culture of, I guess, South Korea specifically. And then what it was like being Black and American over there also. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my first question. What was it like being Black and then also being American? Because I know there's always like that. Yeah, it definitely is. So initially, so in Korea, we have like we live on a base, which is where all the soldiers live and all most of the soldiers' families live. And then as soon as you leave the base, you're directly into the capital of Korea, Seoul, South Korea, mostly Korean people. We see a couple of other nationalities. So it definitely was very different. So at school, per se, I lived, I went to school on that same base. I went to Seoul American High School. So it was mostly just like military kids like me or contractors kids. So I wasn't, however, we say this, but it was still mainly Korean. It was like half Korean. And then it was surprising because it was half Korean. The other chunk was like other f- Asian races like Filipino and Guamanian and all that. And then the other chunk was all the black kids. And it seemed like the minority were the white kids at school. So it was so 
interesting being in that kind of environment because I was just like, wow, I have all these black friends, especially coming from like um, predominantly white institutions before. It was a, honestly a great experience. And then even when I was at class with all of like my little Korean friends, they used to bring me food because I love Asian food. They would teach me phrases. I still am close with um, these two twins I had study hall with. And they always be like, oh, yeah, Courtney, we love you. And it was really, really cool. And then my, um, some of my teachers that were Korean, I had this one Korean teacher. She was my geometry teacher. I was terrible at math. And me and my two best friends were in her class. But she absolutely loved us. She would be like, oh, my booty falls. My boo he's apple, he's candy, like literally in her little thick Korean accent. And she would always, she just loved us. And I think a part of it's because like literally Asian people, for some reason, they love Black people. And I really, yeah. I, I tested it because I went outside, me and my friends, we would just go out and walk in the city. And we would go, I think like in stores and they'd be like, oh, so beautiful. They try to touch my skin. My mom. Gosh, did they, they try to take pictures all the time? Oh, all the time. Like <laughs> pictures of you had some braids, you know, you, you've been abroad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Braids. <laughs> and then like the really big thing in Korea is going and getting like customized dresses, suits and like um, jackets because you can get like a coach jacket and no one will ever know. And it's completely fake. So my family, we used to go and get like those <laughs> items. And my mom said every time she would get fitted for like a suit or something, they would like slap her butt and be like, oh, so big. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so that's like crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's insane. How would she react? Like, <laughs> she's just like, oh, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> It was honestly crazy, but we never really felt any bad blood, which was really surprising. They were always very welcoming me in arms. Always, we were walking down the street. They wanted to, oh, no, try, try. They always were asking us questions because, you know, if you're you're Black in a mostly Korean country, like, okay, so why are you here? Like, you're not, you don't live here. You're not from here. Yeah. And they were always really, really cool, especially, as you know, in most countries, English is there. They have to learn English very young. So they could speak to us. So I genuinely, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, that's nice. Did you like get to do any language classes or learn like their mm-hmm. language at all? You know, I actually didn't. And it makes me upset because now all I know are like foods and like greetings and like little terms like that. But my best friend, she like did a whole Korean class when she first got there in the summertime. So she knew more words than me. So me and her together, we were a duo. <laughs> <laughs> y'all made it um that's cool so I guess did you get to um like interact with a lot of locals and stuff I know you said you were staying on a base but like did you get to go out and I guess interact with other like kids yes. your age? Mm-hmm. most definitely so in regards to like kids my age I mostly kind of stayed on the base and play and chilled out with them but like I said me and my best friend we were a duo and we used to always go off base and just go into the nearby city which was Ichan we would go in Ichan we would go shopping and my mom sorry mom if I let you hear this um she told us to never leave like Ichan to always stay close to the base we used to yeah. take taxis we used to go on subways we'd be somewhere <laughs> 
30 minutes away, deep in Seoul, South Korea, because we wanted to find a Forever 21. <laughs> to go eat some food. We wanted to, we found this one restaurant. So I used to love to explore. We would just literally hop on a subway and just go. And that's honestly great. Yeah. Did you get to um, travel outside the country a lot? Like, did you go around Asia? No, I didn't. So remember how we were talking about how some people are just like, they don't want to leave. That's how my family is. Like they, although we moved yeah. so many times, they never want to go out. But I'm very, I live through my best friend because she went to Malaysia, Vietnam, and China twice. Nice. I, um, I definitely want to go to Vietnam. My cousin had gone and she talks so highly of it every time Like we talk about it. Yes. Yes. Go, 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 go. I went I know. during, um, like a medical mission trip and i want to go again because it's just such a huge country and you want to see every part of it uh that's so nice what um like company was that through the mission trip mm-hmm. it was the mission trip international volunteer hq and honestly it's just we did the medical campaign one but they have so many different ones where you just go and volunteer nice uh so what was I going to say? Oh, so while you were in South Korea specifically, did you have any like huge examples of culture shock while you were there? Things that like you just would never see in the U.S. that you thought was crazy? Oh, my gosh. Yes. So whenever we would leave the base, you know, you standing there, the driving is so crazy. It's so, oh my gosh. I don't know what it is about other countries, specifically Asian countries, no offense. They don't follow any driving rules. They all drive crazy. And it's like, am I going to die when I cross the street? Oh my God. <laughs> am I risking my life? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> if we used to make it a game, like, all right, guys, let's not get hit by a taxi. Go. <laughs> we <would> just run <laughs> Oh, no. So that was terrible. That's crazy. And then, you know. When I was in, uh-huh. I was like, when I was in Thailand, and specifically Bangkok, the traffic there is, like, imagine, like, L.A. plus New York plus Miami traffic, like, all combined into one thing. But, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it was that bad. And the people oh. would just drive crazy. Like, motorcycles would literally, like, just drive on the sidewalk. They are like it just wouldn't oh. matter. Like it wouldn't matter where cars were. People were just driving around each other in crazy ways. It was so much. And did they have like the little scooters and stuff on the street too? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> the what? Little yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like literally, we we got in one, and our tech tech was like, first of all, it's not like there's no motor in it. They literally just like pedal those things, and we were on the highway. <laughs> on one of those Pedaling. Things. Yes. I was like, this is not safe. They have their own lane? <laughs> no, this is like literally on the highway. I like, had a heart attack. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> oh, what? I still want to go to Thailand, but I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> but so, yeah, continue with your story. Yeah. So that one. And then I think the second like really big culture shock was just the amount of personal space that they do not have. Like anywhere walking on sidewalks it was always someone right up against you and right behind you in the subways people didn't care if you could spell their kimchi breath 
all up in your face <laughs> when you're standing right by them, even though there was a whole bunch of space over there. And yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's just other countries really don't have personal. Did you see that? And like when you travel? Um, personal space. I don't know. I feel like I get really um, defensive, <laughs> defensive <laughs> when I'm like <laughs> when I'm traveling. So when people get too close to me, I kind of like I don't push people out the way, but I kind of just like move my arms around a bit so they're not really that up on me. Mm-hmm. Or I'll try and like sit in like if I'm on like the train or something, I'll sit like in the corner or like move to the corner so like I don't feel um like people surrounding me like mm-hmm. I, there's only people like in front of me kind of That's I don't know like I like I I hate feeling have that, that feeling of people being all up on me like that so I make sure I'm not in a situation where it happens because I would I, be paranoid I would be so paranoid <laughs> I definitely understand because it was like the most craziest experience and my dad could not for the life of me like explain it to me I'm like dad why are they so close is that I don't <laughs> tell you like I don't know and the reason I say the subway is so I got my braces done while I was in Korea and we always mm-hmm. took the subway to North Adonis and literally every single time it was just people were all up on us and then even when we got to orthodontist, uh, orthodontist was all in my face, all the dental hygienists were just like, oh, hi, come sit down and touch your arms. Are you okay? I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> very, very sweet though. They love, 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 love them. Sheesh. I feel like that's like a medical issue. <laughs> I don't know. I think orthodontists may be different because they just be all up in. Have you had braces? Yeah, I have. So they do get in like all up in your mouth. All yeah. up in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's see. We kind of talked about like what school was like. Oh, what did you like get to do for fun? I know you said you went shopping and stuff, and you're kind of young, so I guess like nightlife wasn't really a thing. But were there like cool like outdoor activities? You go like hiking or anything like yes. that? Yes. So once again, so sorry to my mom. Nightlife is crazy. It's so loud. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> yes. Okay. So although I was young, about 15, the thing was for everyone to like go out. You'd sneak out and they had all these different clubs. They had karaoke bars because like uh, Korean karaoke is like a huge, huge thing. So we used to go to karaoke bars all the time and they had this liquor in Korea in Japan, they have sake. In Korea, it's called soju. And it's like only a dollar. Yeah, it's only like a dollar in the gas stations and side places. So we used to go somewhere to buy the soju. we go to the Korean karaoke bars, play some Beyonce, go crazy. They also had like, um, like hip-hop bars and lounges. They had a lot of hookah places. I didn't get to go in the hookah because that's when they started asking for the IDs. But okay, okay. <laughs> everywhere else, it was cool. And then if they did ask for IDs, this I knew a guy who would do fake IDs. They were terrible. Oh, they were. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was nightlife. I know a lot of people got a lot deeper into it than I did, but it was a lot of karaoke, a lot of kind of walking around. And it was a city, so there was always, like, little things to do. And then during the daytime, they had this really cool thing. It was called the Dog and the Cat Cafe. And literally, it's just a place filled with puppies and kitties. And you can just go and drink your tea and your coffee and pet the dogs or read. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Uh, I went to my first, like, cat cafe in San Diego. 
it's like, like it? <laughs> yeah it's literally like you just go in and you can like buy coffee and stuff but there's just like a bunch of cats there that you can also just pet it was i was like at first i thought Ooh, health code but yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> you are a little concerned <laughs> but then i was like oh this is actually really really cool and then we went to like see some sites like the um the main thing for Seoul is the Seoul Tower. So we hiked up that. Had a lot of pretty trails and in general, just kind of exploring the city, walking around. We used to like kind of look at the map and just kind of pick a random one and be like, let's go to that one. <laughs> let's just ride this up somewhere. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, we always had like a taxi number that was a strictly like an American number that we could call and they would come pick us up. So honestly, super. There's so much to do. And like, I think that's what really made me miss like city life. Cause I moved to Fayetteville, North Carolina, where it was like <laughs> nothing. Okay. Like, oh, this makes sense. I get what people say versus city life and like suburban life. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So, okay. What would you say is the most memorable experience you've had? Okay. I got it. Memorable all time. Cause I am a huge foodie. I love food is going to i think okay in the united states they call it um korean barbecue but Mm -hmm. in seoul they call it beef and leaf and literally just walking into the beef and leaf restaurant and it's like have you ever been i've had korean barbecue here but i've never i've never been to korea so okay (laughs) so basically Uh the same thing we have in korea where they have like the little uh stove in front of you and you cook your own food but okay. they just give you like a whole bunch of more sides and they have, give you lettuce on the side and you have you're cooking your meat. And I, like I said, I'm a foodie. So my parents would only like get the little chili powder and the salt. I would get every single side there was and put it all <laughs> in my little wrap and all. And I'd just be so full and stuff in my mouth. They'd be like, you don't even know what you're eating. So that's the <laughs> This is great. <laughs> No, that sounds really nice. <laughs> it was uh, honestly so great. I still go to this day. Whenever I meet my best friend, we find a Korean barbecue place and we eat it no matter how expensive it is. Nice, nice. And so this next question is kind of the exact opposite. So what's one mistake that you think you made being when you were in Korea? And then like what like a mistake so bad that you think you'll like never do that again when you travel or at least try oh. not to do it again? Yes. Oh my gosh. So like I said, I had my duo with me. Me and my duo were walking around and we saw like, it looked like March was happening, but we couldn't read the signs. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what they're walking for. I said, I don't know. You think we should ask them? And I was like, hmm, not, maybe not, maybe not. But we were like really, really close to asking them what the March was for. And we just kind of ended up walking by them for a good little while. And we just kind of heard somewhere, kind of watched their demeanor. It didn't look like they were mad or anything. Then we go back to her house and her dad's like, yeah, there was a whole march about getting the Americans out of Korea. And I was like, oh, whoa. oh my God, we were about to ask them what that assignment. You were just naive yes. because we were always thinking, oh, like they like the having the Americans here or they... They're always nice to us, but on the flip side, the reason that the Americans were in Seoul, South Korea was back to the Korean War. And now they're like, no, we're an independent country now. We have our government is straightened out. Why are there still soldiers in Korea? So I guess that just 
really having the history of a country next time I move there, I move, even mm-hmm. just go to visit, I think is really, really important to me. That was something so naive and I could have really gotten cussed out in Korean if I would have asked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a pretty major, th- major <laughs> thing to be walking into. But yeah, I definitely agree with that. I don't, I don't really talk about that that often. I always say like try at least like learn a couple words in their language or like mm-hmm. try to do try to just be like more compassionate toward like towards like the culture. But definitely learning a little bit of history may help because you never know like how they really feel towards Americans or black people in general. That is so 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 true. I guess we're kind of like reaching our time limit, but I'll just, um, wrap up the interview with just a few words of advice for our audience. So what? Are there any misconceptions first that you want to like put to rest about, um, I guess, South Korea or like moving around a lot or just growing up in a military family? Yeah. So hmm. Korea, they do not eat dog all the time. I <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like, oh, I heard they eat dog. It's a delicacy dish. Yes. But they don't eat it all the time. <laughs> um. K-pop is big there, but it's not huge. Like they more so like our music more than K-pop. But K-pop is really great. Um, and honestly, just like the Korean culture is so great. And I love how people are expanding. And like they watch K-dramas, or like I said. Um, is it called BTS? Yeah. the um, Is that the band? Yeah, that one band. Yeah, one of BTS. One of the, such of the B. How they're being... Yeah, please do. But how they getting big over here it makes me really excited because it means people are wanting to branch out and people are expanding. So continue to do that. Just make sure you know. It's BTS. It's BTS. BTS. Great. <laughs> yeah. So BTS and just make sure you're not blindly going into it. Because I hate to see someone that's like, oh, yes, I love BTS. I'm like, okay. Do you know what they're saying? <laughs> no, but I love them. I'm like, okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> This is not how that goes. <laughs> and then with military kids, um, honestly, okay, just one thing. If someone says, oh, yeah, I'm a military kid, try not to say where you're from. Like, ask, hey, so where are you from? Because I literally have an internal battle every single time someone asking me that question. I'm like, okay, <laughs> do I say where I went to high school? Do I say where I live now? Do I say, like, literally, it's like four different questions. So they say, okay. Okay, just take it. <laughs> <laughs> I can get the stress with that. My um or the co-host Joy, she um she's not a military kid, but her parents moved a lot. So like she, she was born in Maryland, but then she lived in Pennsylvania for a bit, which is where I met her. And then like her family moved to Atlanta, and now they live in like Tampa, and she goes oh, to school yeah. in LA. So it's like, uh, oh yeah, like, where are you from? <laughs> like where are you from? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I definitely get that. Awesome. Um, I, I speak with her. My heart is with her. <laughs> so is there any or yeah, is there any advice you would give to anyone looking to either study or just visit South Korea? Yeah, definitely try a try all the food. Just be weary of what's inside. Always ask what's inside of it. Because they say like, don't try the street food. But my one of my favorite Korean foods is tapoki. And it's basically like rice cakes in like a noodle form and a really spicy red sauce. And it's so, so good. So try all the food and then 
go to like the religious temples and then also go to like the popular things like the calves and the soul tower and stuff like that. So you can get a real big realm of Korea and not just the pop culture, not just the older history, just big circle of it. Cause personally, I think it's a great country. I really, really do. Nice. And then my final question, I ask this in every interview and it's why do you think it's important for black women to travel? I think it's important because I believe it teaches you another part of yourself. I've learned so much about myself from just traveling and moving around and just expanding your horizons. You never know, like when you move or even when you just travel and go to a certain place, you may find a different part of yourself that you never knew. And also make memories with your friends. I think that's so important to make memories that no one else will ever be able to replicate. Nice. Thank you so much, Courtney, for doing this. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much. (laughs) I never to talk about this. So I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is great. And for everyone listening, if you want to, I guess, follow Courtney, she is on social media. Do you want to give your handles? Yes, please. Um, I'm only on Instagram. I'm a lame, but at queen.court with two T's. I'm going to say it one more time at queen.court with two T's. All right. I'll put it in the show notes, too, so y'all can find it. And um, like Courtney travels a lot, too. Like, I know you went to like Peru, right? And then you said you did Vietnam. Like Mm -hmm. she travels a lot. So (laughs) So I'm sure you can find a lot of her travel stories on Instagram. And once again, thank you so much, Courtney. If um, you guys love this interview or want to see more interviews like it, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And then also check out the website or check out the merch on the website on melaninandmiles.com slash shop. We have like hats, t-shirts, literally everything you would want to wear or use when you're traveling. Thanks, guys. I'm getting (laughs) it.